You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Hey, it's me. Welcome, Garage Guys. All you Garage Guys out there and girls. Garage Guys. Yeah, yeah. Look, hey, hey, this is our first uh, race recap of the yeah the twenty twenty one season. We've been we've been so busy ramping up on the website, getting the Discord rocking and rolling. Like everything is kind of like started to like groove a little bit now, you know. And and so it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see. Ready to get the wins. We we had we had one win. We'll talk about our bet that did. Uh, Drew and I both. Had a bet that hit for the garage fam. So if you if you had that, you got a little units. And Dale hit the Reddit plus top three or top five. What was it? Dale. Dale came through with the top three plus five hundred, I believe. Uh, so hey, DFS a little yeah. like I mean I nailed so, so many picks, Chase. I nailed so many picks correctly. And I didn't have enough Martin Truex. No, my pain for me. You know, I, I had a good bit of Truex, man. Like, I had a decent amount of Truex, but there was some killers in my lineups, okay? There was some killers. I may I may have uh, I may have tried to, like, be a little too heavy on one end and, and you know, has some, some coy Who LaJoy. Too heavy on? Too LaJoy? Maybe too much, maybe too much LaJoy, you know? I have maybe. some bias associated with LaJoy. Probably. It probably wasn't the best move. I felt very confident, though. It's a great race, I felt, though. It was. It was an incredible race. Homestead is like so different. We're going to talk about all this. So welcome. So we're going to start it off. Uh, we're going to start off the show with some challenging circumstances that we've overcome today. Um, haven't haven't really been able to overcome DFS, but uh, we we did win. So light the candle. Drip drop RS. It was invented to treat dehydration in the most challenging circumstances. It's used by athletes, firefighters. Military members, the garage guys, the garage fam, light the candle. Uh, you know what I mean? It's the best. It's the best hydration on the planet. I think after I drink this, I'm gonna immediately like be ready for Vegas. You know what I mean? So it's it's gonna hit. It's gonna be okay. Wow. Good shake. Drip drop. Promo code Garage Guys twenty at checkout. And we're back. Okay. Hydrated. Feel, that was a game changer sip right there. Um, Dixie Vodka 400. First off, I want to say shout out to Dixie Vodka. They've been standing my social media profiles. So right. I'm sure they're going to see this too. Thank you, Dixie Vodka. I see you. Thank you, Dixie Vodka. I don't even know what I'm thanking them for. On Instagram, yeah, they, maybe? They've been, they've been like, like, dude, I didn't even tag them in some videos, and they're just liking our stuff. They like the uh, the Chase Briscoe uh, question that I had um, last week for NASCAR Media. Uh, they liked our our, uh, our our podcast, our artwork that we did. You know, we were, you know, Miami Vison, uh, That Are you going to turn into too much of a reporter? I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I'll always be reporter, though. It will never be consistent caps you know what i mean yeah i'm enjoying it though if you ever become a reporter like all caps i'm out like get me out of the garage yeah take us away from here i'm taking my talents to miami if you ever do that 
I will say check your talents in Miami. Yeah. Oh man. If you if you ever become a reporter like a lowercase with it and with the E at the end, like a normal reporter, I'm taking my talents in Miami. Just that's a threat. I'm issuing you a threat right now. Okay. All right. Hey. You respect Easy. that though, don't you? Because you're because you're a reporter. Challenging circumstances coming out of <laughs> your mouth. Um, yeah, no, I, I fully endorse it. I'm gonna say this much though about it. Like it is it is so funny being in like the NASCAR media rooms as like the new guy that like has this backdrop and like wears what I wear and like I'm just yeah, like I'm just in it, I'm in there. Um, I've found yeah. that it's uh whenever I do get to ask a question, like they don't they don't call me like a lot because they're just like, Who is this dude? Like what is what is a garage guy like? What's you know? And then so I'll get to ask a question, huh? You're the black sheep in the group, pretty much, yeah. Um, and like, dude, it was so funny because like, dude, like some of these reporters like call you out on stuff like in the chat, like, like what is this? Like, yeah, like some stuff will happen in there, man. It's it's funny. It's definitely not like a normal NASCAR media room you have at a race, but it's uh it's been really cool to, to be a part of that and have you know have access to that so that we can get some news out to the Garage Fam, uh, kind of keep you guys posted, let you know what's going on. And uh, so that's the beauty of it. So the, the reporter lives on. I just cool I haven't gotten fat. I'm cool. Huh? With the I just want a double chin, a triple chin. And I don't want you ever to become a normal reporter. As long as you do that thing. See, if I get a triple ch- chin, though, like, will that make me more of a normal reporter? Not saying that all report reporters are fat or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know. I mean, like, I don't want to be the guy that like can't move, and it's like I got to get over this conversation. I can't even keep. If I keep going on this conversation, we're gonna be here thirty minutes. Let's get into. Question. Let's get I into have the a question part. for you. Yeah, like, like holds up with the neck. Ah, is your car going to go fast this week? Like, yeah, can't can't do that. Um, it's fun so, though. Chase Elliott, would you consider yourself um a little bit of a front runner going into the season after a championship run? How do you feel when someone calls you a road course ace? How does it make you feel? Like, yeah. We love all people. We do. Shout out to them. Guy boy. It's on Twitter. Um, (laughs) Where's the candle, bro? (laughs) Where's the candle? All right. We're cutting a rug too early for you guys. If you're still here, thanks. If not, we understand. Um, So Miami... At this track, I think a lot of the people that were going into this week were definitely looking at a lot of data from, you know, past three, four years. I think one of the big things that people really like struggled to understand and like I was so glad to be able to talk about it a little bit earlier in the week was the fact that we have only seen one race at this track where a championship is not on the line. And that that style of driving that we've seen at this track for so many years has only benefited like who's in that final four, like because a lot of these guys are just going to kind of take it slow, roll around. So it's like the track itself wasn't able to be used to its full potential, I don't feel like, except for like a select few drivers. We're we're, we're witnessing what this track is capable of now we're just two years into it and it's still got a lot of evolving to do i mean it's eventually going to get to a point to where i I think it can come become pretty predictable um but you know 2020 was the monkey wrench and it changed everything obviously hamlin and harvick they got really familiar very fast and now every one of these teams has had enough 
opportunity to review film, understand things, ask questions, figure out what other pit crew members are doing in their garages. And I think that that's why we saw the type of finish we saw tonight with William Byron taking the win. Um, I don't, where, where do you stand on all this? Like, I just, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, it's like a bittersweet thing because like, it sucks that, you know, we may not have hit on some of those to win bets. Luckily we had the matchup um, that, that we did with, with Kyle Bush over Logano, but it's uh it's also really cool just to see like, kind of like the, the passing of the short, the torch and some of these younger drivers, like I've been saying for a while, like Reddick, Byron winning Reddick coming out of nowhere like at the end after being kind of a favorite, like it's just the, the sport itself is just so amazing. And we're only three weeks into it. It's crazy. That was a lot to unpack. I don't know how to respond to all of it. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I was, I was feeling it. You're good. You're good. Um, I mean, I think first take um, this, this should be a track we're going to twice. I wish that it was still the championship. I think it's the best, probably the most well-rounded. I don't want to say it's the best. It's the most well-rounded oval or intermediate in my opinion. Um, I just think it's the best for racing right now, especially the Xfinity package was really impressive uh, Saturday in terms of passing. But unpacking a little bit more what you said there, from a DFS perspective, I do think it's our first intermediate. It's our third race of the season. How much should we unpack from that? I don't know. I want to think that the the playing field has leveled some. Like that, what you said about younger drivers – you know, if you take the younger drivers and say that they're a little bit better this season and then you take Hamlin, Harvick and say they're a little bit regressed a little bit, then, yes, our comp- that would be a great season. But I'm just not quite there yet. It's still three weeks, Chase. Maybe you're a little bit more encouraged than I am. I think you're a little bit more excited than I am. Um, but I had 50% William Byron in my DFS lineup, so I was ecstatic to see him leading. I just needed um, Kyle Larson to get the lead at some point to win a big DFS tournament. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite a show. I mean, a lot of people were were there was maybe not a, a ton, but like there was a good bit of people that were heavy on Kyle Larson, and I know that you you had him on the card uh, as one of your to win bets. And I, when I saw it this morning, like obviously, anytime I look at your bets, I'm I, I'm going to be looking at my bets and be like, okay, what do we have that's similar? What do we have that's different? And it always like leads me to believe because like you know I got a lot of faith in, in what you're putting out and what you do. I mean, you know, and I obviously have faith in what I put out, what I, what I do, but um, it definitely like made me pay a little bit more attention to like how Kyle was running and like what was going on. And it's just, you always think that a driver coming out of, you know, old equipment, getting a new equipment, he's had a year off. Like you always have that slight worry, like maybe like, you know, it's only been a year, but there may be some adjustments that need to be made. Maybe he doesn't really understand everything. So that was kind of a little concern that I had, but uh, the true X deal, itself um a lot of that for me honestly was just the feeling and of of like something's got to give and also the fact that there's some new you know energy in that pit crew and he's had a pretty fast car it's just we've not been able to shake that bad luck that he's had in the ends of these races so getting back to the oval you know i definitely thought that he could be a little bit better but it's crazy to me that we didn't have the day that we thought we would have, especially with your ranks with, with Byron, that you nailed that. Yeah. I, I was not about that at all. I did not think he would be able to do it. And it doesn't, it does not end there. I, mean, yeah, I went back and reviewed. I'm going to go ahead and pull mine up if you don't mind for a second. Yeah, here. let's do it. Let, let's take it. So what we're going to do is take a look at, at chef's rankings, chef boys rankings. If you have premium 
over on garageguysfancysports.com. You'll have access to these rankings every week. Um, he's been doing this forever. 20-plus tournament winner. If this is one of your first times watching the show, if not, then, you know, you need to know this. So this is our website, obviously. And let's take a look. So this is tier four. Thank you for hyping me up. That was incredible. Such a, yeah. such a Got good you, uh, man. host there. Get premium. Um, tier four. So I'm pretty sure Ryan Newman was one of the best plays on the value side. Absolutely. And he was ranked first there. Uh, Suarez had another good run. Suarez is kind of a guide chase this season. It's overachieved, I'd say. Um, so he was ranked number two. I know he threw up in the car, right, last race? Yeah, yeah. He, uh, Dude, I would not have been able to sit there and take that. I don't know how he did it. Like, I don't know if, like, Suarez, like, grew up, like, taking shots of vomit or something, like, and maybe he just was ready for that one moment in his life. Like, I don't know. Like, that's that's it's overly impressive. Maybe Pitbull was just in his ear the whole time. Dolly, dolly, dolly. And it just, like, it made him not even think about it. So. I love it, Pitbull's. I love that guy. After watching some of Mr. that. Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> Mr. Worldwide I heard. That's what I heard. What is it? I heard that Mr. Worldwide endorses these rankings, by the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out shout out to him. Shout out to Pitbull. We need to start putting his, like, emoji or, or something on here. That Just Dolly. Because it can but, be Dale or Dolly. Yeah, yeah. Dale or – we can put Dale – we need to get real creative with the rankings, honestly. I'm kind of upset with the um, – some Lisa Frank drawings on yeah, the black light, you know? Why not? Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting sidetracked, but tier three, Ross Chastain, number one. And to me, he was overachieving for most of the race. I don't know where he finished, Chase. I think he was like 19th, 20th range. But um, yeah, taking a look, let's do B- that. Bubba was a little disappointing. Um, I will say that he was ranked third in this tier. But looking at tier four and tier two, just absolutely crushed it. Tyler Reddick was ranked first. William Byron was ranked, was ranked second. And then I'm not even going to scroll up to tier one because we had to change that in the Discord chat because Denny Hamlin's news. Um, yeah. I, I know that Chastain finished 17th, by the way. And that's a good score for 7,400 going from 32nd to 17th. It's a pretty good score. I don't know if Briscoe, if Briscoe outscored him or not. Um, I know Briscoe had around 37 because I was pretty high on, on the Briscoe boy. Um so what was what was Chastain? Chastain had to be somewhere. I'm trying to get these scores. By the way, DraftKings needs to add NASCAR scoring to DK Live. I'm sure. I'm I'm saying it here. You have it for NFL, and it's a great reference tool, especially for content like that. You know, podcast things like that that we're doing. So yeah, it definitely makes it a little bit tougher. Newman scored around 54 fantasy points, so finishing seventh. That's yeah, what a day for Newman. Uh, shout out to shout out to the boy Mayo's glue. I think he did like his first DK lineup and he was like, I'm gonna put Ryan Newman in there. He we can just assume that he read the rankings, even though he didn't. Absolutely. Yeah, he read them before their time. He read your brain. Um okay, I'm so trying to Chastain see. did outscore him. 41, Chase. Wow. 41 Incredible. for Chastain and then 37 for Briscoe. So those dudes outscored everyone in their tier. I mean, tier four, tier three, and tier two all were all on point, which leads me to believe I just didn't have the right combo of drivers or else I would have had a you know monster day. I played a ton of lineups. I just didn't have enough Martin Truex. So I'll stop sharing. It was, but it was the, true. The I'm looking here. I, I'm I'm seeing I'm seeing Chris Busher ranked fifth. Um shout out to that guy. 
because if you bet on him to win stage one and you put a hundred bucks on it, you'd have $15,000 like in your lap right now. You bet on, if you bet what? If you bet on Chris Busher to win stage one on DK Sportsbook, I think he was plus 15,000. And I think he was like plus 3,000 to finish top three. Plus 15,000 or 1,500? I think it was it was 15,000. Plus 15,000. Are you serious? Yes. Jeez. It was, it was, it was insane. Like I was looking over, like, luckily, like my sports book, it let me keep all the odds pulled up. So stage one winner for the Dixie Vodka 400, Chris Busher plus 15,000 to win that thing. Plus 3000 for a top three. Wow. Huge hit for someone. I'll say that if, but, but I, I, who would bet that? Yeah. No one's taking that bet. Where is the biggest Chris Busher fan who never has watched a NASCAR race? That's the guy that bet that. And where did he end up on the score? Because like, oh, he he didn't finish on the lead lap. He did not. I don't believe he finished he on the lead lap. Apart. I think that yeah, he's he went boot scoot boogie like real quick. Uh, finished nineteenth, actually. Yeah, maybe maybe he was right there. That's on the lead lap. He made. Yeah, he lap. was on the lead lap. He made it. Holy holy shit! Look at that nineteenth. Yeah, dude, he had such a strong run coming out, man. And he was the story of stage one, too, if you really think about it. I mean, one and one and a half stages, he was the story of the race for sure. Who to thunk it? Who to thunk it? I was kind of bummed about Christopher Bell. I mean, dropping back so quickly. You know, I you were bummed. I thought he was like a guy that could contend for the early lead against Logano when I saw that that was the front row. And really, both of them disappointed. And that really hurt me. The Hamlin news honestly hurt me the most because I moved up my, my ownership to Logano and I moved my ownership up to Bell. And it was a good thing to get off Hamlin for sure, but not for who I switched him out for. I should have moved that to Truex. <laughs> but yeah. Well, uh, Christopher Bell, yeah, seeing him where he's ranked there, like it's definitely one of those things you had to remember. Like if you were in the Discord, you would have known. So if you're not in the Garage Guys Discord, you're not going to have like quick access to this stuff. Like I will say this, like I feel like my Twitter game has like really slowed down because of how much time we're in on Discord now. So it's like, you know, a lot of that stuff that he's tweet about and do about, it's like, that's all happening inside of our discord now. And it's free. You can get in there for free. If you want to be a part of the discord, you just hit me up on Twitter or chef boy, uh, send us a DM and just say, Hey, shoot us a link and we'll get you in. It's that simple. Anybody can be a garage fan member and then you'll have all types of access. So, and if you want premium, you have to have it. We're cutting um, up. And I'll, I'll occasionally throw in a basketball bat that I'm, They've been doing pretty well. So yeah, I think you're what you're like what three and one, five maybe and two. five and two. Look, records. Chef Boy always got them records. No, you somewhere. No, you actually remember my records better than I do. This is facts. I mean, yeah, you knew well, my NFL time. record better than I do. Usually, you were like, "Yeah, Drew, you're um." That's because NASCAR wasn't on TV. That was the only thing I had to to really pay attention to. It was just like I'd watch some games, but I cared more about the uh, the bets. I was like, "Go make sure Chef bets is." Right there. My brain's an interesting thing. I'm always thinking about what's next, and I don't really register what's going on sometimes. So it's okay. I'm, I'm already thinking about Vegas right now as we speak. Me and you both. We're gonna get off this podcast, and like I'm gonna be editing. And what's gonna happen is I'm gonna get sidetracked, and this probably won't drop to like six in the morning because I'm gonna be like looking over like stuff for Vegas, like guaranteed. Beautiful. Thing. Um, we're losing, and we're still trying to get like I don't know. I don't want to say we're yeah. losing because the bed hit. We don't stop. The bed hit and. 
looking back in my DFS lineups, I was, I mean, I was right there. So I'm not, I'm not frustrated. Anybody that's been playing this long enough and following our content long enough knows it takes time to win a tournament. We're not playing cash games. You know, we're not cash game specialists. GPQ we can give, boys. we can give advice. I was giving advice to, um, who was it? Phil Kern. Yeah. Shout out to Phil in our I discord. I don't know if he did, but I got him off Hamlin. So I haven't heard from him in a while. Yeah. He was, he was heavy. He was heavy about it. Um, I do remember reading over that earlier, but yeah, like we, we just love the discord. So do that. But going back to, uh, to Christopher Bell, dude, I think that that was what hurt. That hurt me a lot, man. Like, because I had him in my premium write up. I talked about him and I just, after seeing what he was able to do, they tell him what he did at the road course. And then also knowing that he's got Adam Stevens in his booth, like, you know, and Adam Stevens, for those who don't know, it's, you know, Kyle Bush's old guy. And, a lot of good can come from that because he's a really good like pit, uh, yeah. pit crew chief, like big time. And so to see him fall back like that sucked because um, I he definitely thought that he me. had what it took. See, me and you, this is one of our biggest disagreements. I saw him on your article. Um, the only reason I played him is because I thought he could get the early lead. I didn't think he was Same. a good play. I didn't think he was a good play from until the Hamlin news broke. So, again, that changed the slate, and that's why you got to be in the Discord. If you're not in Discord, you're going to miss – our comments about late adjustment. Have you ever seen one that late that changes the slate that much? No. And, and dude, shout out. Cause like I was on the road, man. Like I was, I was setting lineups and uh, whenever I was getting ready to, to, to get over to my, to the spot or I was going to watch the race today. Like I noticed that people were saying like Hamlin to the rear. And so it's like, we, we take care of each other in that discord, man, which is dope. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we hey, always got hour. people on alert, man. Was it an hour out or 40 minutes? I mean, it was literally. I want to say it was like 40 minutes, an hour to 40 minutes. Yeah. 40 minutes to an hour out. I mean, that's so, great. and, and luckily everybody was able to, for the most part, everyone was able to get in there and take care of business. So yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Enough hype in our discord though. There's a lot, a lot of racing. <laughs> hey, Mike, Mack, uh, another good yeah. one. I'm not a good DFS play because of the starting position. He didn't really make the optimal. I don't think, but in no, terms of let's take off our DFS, you know, fancy sports hats for a second. Just from a pure racing standpoint, this guy's put together an incredible start to the season. You know, I was – and I was thinking about that too. Like, do we feel – like, for me, I think that any time, like, a driver gets a win, there's definitely a little something that, like, carries. Like, especially, like, in his situation, like, where he's been this guy that, that has never won a race. He wins the biggest race in NASCAR. And so it's like, do you think, like, at this point, like, that's going to – it's like that's sitting with him knowing that like, he's got a little bit of that inside of him and they got a little bit more money now because that, because they got a pretty big purse for the Daytona 500. So front row motorsports, they, they got a good little chunk of change, dude. So maybe they're going to be able to use that to, to make the cars a little bit better and to like do some different things. Cause they pumped a lot of that in his team to see him run like he did at Homestead today. That's an eye opener. And yeah. that, that's, <laughs> I got called out, man on Twitter by, about it. Cause like I tweeted this gift out. I was like, where's Michael McDowell and who is driving his race car. And because I just did not expect Mike Mack to do what he did, dude. Like, like he finished sixth. I know. I know it's crazy. And it makes me misqualifying because we would probably be getting him further back and playing him, but. Oh, you know, you know, DraftKings <laughs> and FanDuel are loving it, man. They're just. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right, though. Like, there's something to be said about a win. You know, I'm not big on the emotional side of it. You know, there's momentum as a factor. 
but bigger than anything, Chase, like we've seen two of the races, two of the three races so far, equipment does not matter quite as much with the first two. This was the first statement one in terms of equipment for Michael McDowell. Like this one carries a lot of weight. I understand that obviously winning Daytona is the like the best the pinnacle. Yeah. Yes, the pinnacle. But in terms of everyone knows that the the uh, playing field is level in a super speedway. Like it's it changes the the competition. Um, not so much at homesteads traditionally, and maybe that's because right. it's the championship race and people aren't pouring money into their equip like into their race cars. The people that are out of contention, like you said earlier on the podcast, but mm-hmm. this uh, this was a statement to me because if really you is. can if you can run on the intermediates and then you can still do what Mike Mack does, super speedways and road courses, then all of a sudden you're the kind of guy that could be a, a sneaky contender. And it's crazy to say that. I don't think he's like, is this sustainable? Probably not, but I'd love to root for it. <laughs> Yeah, man. I mean, he's just, it, it changes everything. It's like, it almost makes you want to go look back. Like it, we, like maybe we can get some factual stuff like behind this. Like, obviously there, there are three different race car drivers, but like, let's go look back to the year that, um, that Michael Waltrip won the Daytona 500 in 01. And let's check those stats, like how he performed the rest of that season. Let's check the stats of Trevor Bain in 2011, you know? And then like, let's, let's see yeah. like what, yeah, if because if it's an emotional juju thing, then I feel like that should be sustainable across those guys. Like, because they, I feel like they were maybe they were kind of in similar positions. I don't know. Like DEI, like Dale Earnhardt was was running that team, so obviously he was going to have good stuff. But that's kind of like in relation to maybe to like Bubba in the twenty three XI. I don't know. It was just a new team that year. Is there's so much to unpack from that, dude? Yeah. I, but Mike Mack it, himself, like, it's just it's good to see him like getting that light a little bit more because he's just been he's just he's a let's be real he's just like a really good dude like he's not he doesn't have a lot of like personality like he's just kind of like i'm happy i'm blessed to be here and let's get it like he's that guy so it's good to see like that kind of energy get get put back he's like the teammate that everyone loved or the classmate that everyone loved because he just never does anything wrong i don't know he I, just I shows up and does his job dude he right. just shows up and does his job yeah, and uh, it's good to see guys like that get a little get a little little glory every now and then. For sure. What about the Reddick running the high line? Because something that was not really coming in most of the race. I know. I feel like the the weather changed and like getting a little bit more. Uh, the temperature dropped. Sun going clouds, down. Sun going down. Everything. Dude, the him running the high line. You know, Larson used to be the master of running the high line, uh, the the top line. But what I saw from Reddick today, I mean. Dude, the dude was like, okay, it was lap, 10 laps remaining, and he was down 10 seconds from the lead, and five, he was five seconds back from, like, third. And the dude got there in, like, two laps. Dude, Tyler Reddick, man, and we saw it last year because that race had a rain delay last year. So most of that race last year was at night. And I think that if we would have had a little bit more darkness, like, let's say there would have been, like, a little rain delay for about an hour – Reddick would have won. Or even a couple cautions. Just like one caution. Reddick would have won, dude. And this is what hurts the most for me is like, I originally was going to have him on my bet card this week, you know, to win, to win this thing. And when I heard him on NASCAR media saying like, you know, we've discussed it and we're not going to be able to be as aggressive as we want to be because of how, you know, the finishes that we've had the past few races, 
I, I just, just, I refuse to believe it because I was like, dude, he cannot contain himself at a track like this. Like he knows and he's competent. He knows how to run it. He's one of the best. We saw it in Xfinity. We saw it last year, but when he came out, like, dude, they were, they were very conservative early on. And like, so that definitely leads me to believe like Tyler's going to be like that honest guy. That's like, if you're in the media room, like, and I love being able to be in the media room to hear these kind of things and like be alert to them now, because like, now going forward, if if he says something like that or does something, I'm probably going to lean towards it and understand it. But I did know that, like, come stage three, dude, like, you got to hit. You know what I mean? And I thought he was going to punk fake us, and that's why I put that bet on the board for him to, to, to get up there quickly because you saw how fast he can move. Yeah, that's why I double-texted your bet, though. And, and obviously you thought that his word meant the opposite of what it – and, but I thought oh, you pump were faking bet. everybody. I thought you were going to bet the, like the top three or top five for the race, which to me made sense. So yeah, I mean, there was I had like I had tried to you put went some for that stuff big together. Money. You went for that big money. Yeah, I, I mean, don't it was like what like nine to one. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I think he was. I don't know. Like for I know Reddick top three. Like I could nab at it plus five hundred. That's what Dale picked. But the top. The top three at the end of stage one was something crazy. That's why you did. I mean, it was something like nine to one. You would get a ton yeah. of money. You and hit. see, I know that like on the book that I'm using, like I can only do two win live. So it's like I couldn't like hit that at the moment. So that's what sucks. But you're right in principle. The the thoughts behind Reddick performing were there. The timing was just off. Like, yeah, I want Miami to be a night race because Tyler Reddick would probably have Hamlin odds to win early in the week. Yeah. If that was the case. For like, sure. I think that Jeremy, I think the, if there's, I mean, he was already 55% owned in DFS this weekend. And after watching this race, I mean, the public's now going to know, like, I mean, he's going to be pushing 60, 65% ownership there next year. If, if they ever move the race back in time, like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be one of the highest owned drivers of all time if he's starting in the back of the field. So it was beautiful. Uh, a couple other drivers starting in the back of the field. Obviously, we already mentioned a little bit about Chase Briscoe, heartbreak, uh, but he still came through about 37 um, towards the end. So at least he finished top 20, which was cool. That was a that was big long shot I had. Um, but uh, Kyle Busch uh, was another one, dude. Like it just it just seems. I hate to say it, it just it seems like it's just mediocre. And I hate that. I hate that for KB, man, because <laughs> it's like that was just – he he did, bro. He got some movement. I mean, he finished in the top ten. He had to so, absolutely grind for it is what you're saying. He had to grind for those one-by-one positions. The dude was like Lightning McQueen in Cars <laughs> 3 when, like, he had never had to draft before, and now he had to Yeah, because he was getting old. Like – dude. I don't know if he's old though. Like he's not old, man. He's not. He's got dude. Something's gonna give. Like we're going to Vegas. Like he's won Vegas. Kurt's won Vegas. Set up, dude. I don't think his cars are set up the way they should be. I and don't it's think like Harvick's why Harvick's car wasn't set up until it got dark. Like his car was set up specifically for if it's dark outside, and then he got like a top five or top four, well, fifth or fourth. Yeah, dude, Harvick Harvick is so consistent, dude. You cannot, you there. cannot tell anybody like at this point. Like, you know, I all I said in the beginning of the season was is like I don't think he was going to get more than two wins, but I never said that he wouldn't be consistent, dude. He's there, like. His car was crap. First two stages. 
So it's not the plane. It's not the plane. It's the pilot with Kevin. I'm kind of calling out SHR right now. I mean, dude, they they have sucked. Like the cars that they have not been up to. Okay, if it's some random team that doesn't put a bunch of money up, then I'm not complaining. But for SHR to be putting this out there, I mean, I'll give it one more race. I'll give it four races, and then I'll say like somebody needs to be fired. Like I don't know if it's if it's it's not the driver, but some person that's involved with putting these cars together and setting them up for a race dude they're not they're not performing um at all well well i don't know i think that you can say something about the drivers because let's take a look here uh briscoe finishes 18th cole custer finishes 23rd and eric amarola finishes 30th you're you're yeah. you only have one car in inside custer the top 10 top five until the top, last 10 laps i don't know what happened Do you have an issue like Run out of gas. Yeah, he might have ran out of fuel. I don't think he got wrecked or anything like that, but we could I could be wrong. I don't know. I just think the cars were set up for night. I mean, Custer was passing good cars at the end. To me, it sounds like their their strategy was just off. It's know. gotta be. Um they're but gonna figure right, this like, thing out. Like how long has Bacon Boy got his ride secure? And I mean, I love him and I think he had a good he had some good finishes last year, but obviously Briscoe, he was fucking incredible last season, but it was night it was a night race. Yeah, no, just all around though. Like, if there's anybody in the hot seat, now Boyer's gone, so you're not getting rid of Harvick. So Briscoe's a new you're not guy. Getting rid of Briscoe, he's a new guy. So like, if anyone's on the hot seat, it's gonna be him. I mean, yeah. I mean, looking I'm at talking I mean, about eight, eight, twelve races down the road. If there's not, if they're not coming together, I'm not talking about right now. Oh yeah, yeah. Like if it's not working, I think that I think that as much as Tony believes in Briscoe, though, like he would give him like a couple of seasons. I don't think that he would kick him uh, out after one. I'm talking about I'm talking about Eric. Yeah, Eric Amarola. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm was, saying. I'm saying okay. Briscoe's not going because he's young. Kevin Harvick's not going because it's Kevin Harvick. So mm-hmm. that leaves. I mean, I don't think they're. I think it would be Bacon Boy. Like he Cole's the, win saves him. Yeah, and he's young too. So mm-hmm. I think yeah. Eric's season last year was good enough to keep him keep everybody happy. But I'm I'm saying if this trend continues into nine, 10 weeks from now, then that's going to be the name that comes up. Absolutely. I agree with you a hundred percent. I'll, you know, I want to see him do better. I I think I I have faith that Briscoe will come around. Um, But right now it's just looking like uh, Gibbs and Hendrick, man. Like I think that that's your two dominance. William Byron around the bottom was like, I've never seen that. Like the, the, the short run started on video games, bro. (laughs) That dude play video games. There'd be two, two people in front of him on like a restart, and they'd be like well in front of him. He would just drop to the bottom and pass them both at the same time. It was blowing my mind. He came out of nowhere, honestly. Like this the biggest win for everyone today. If you nabbed him um where he was starting, what 31st? Like if you nabbed him, bro, like DMT car all the way. Take you to the stratosphere. Um, I, I can't wait for Randy to call me because, like, I remember last year, Randy, Randy the plumber, like, after Chase won, like, it was a couple weeks before Chase won the championship because now he's all like gung ho for Chase Elliott. So he called me and was like, I'm telling you right now, William Byron is going to have a breakout season next year. He, he's going to do it. So far, so good. Yeah. So shout out to Randy. He's, he likes the 24 and he said that. So we'll see. What's all Randy up to? Dude, he's been doing some pretty cool stuff, man. He's over there in Texas, like, taking care of people. Like, getting their pipes, uh, fixing pipes, doing plumber work. Dude, he's has just he, taking care of people. Has he stopped tagging me on those tweets? He was. It was, like, every day. It was routine. 
I think I mean, dude, he's probably resting, dude. He was going hard, dude, fixing houses like for free. I mean, right. That's incredible, dude. Oh yeah, he's definitely resting. It's four days ago. Last time he tweeted. Yeah, big shout out to him, dude, for for doing what he's doing. That's some awesome stuff, man. Like just showing the, you know, because like we we know Randy like off camera and stuff like that, and like he's like showing that side right now of like him oh, and yeah. his life. Like, dude, that's to me that that's some awesome stuff, man. So yeah, big shouts to Randy the plumber, dude, for doing that for doing that stuff, man. That's awesome. Um, Ryan Newman finishing here in the top 10 we talked a little bit about him already kurt bush kind of bounced but he kind of had some some crap in the beginning then he kind of bounced back up there to it our, our guy yeah alex bowman though finishing ninth he was close to being that play i mean byron did what we thought bowman could do let's just put it that way yeah byron yeah we like where we bet bowman we were confused it was not <laughs> jimmy johnson it was jeff gordon i thought bowman put a put a pretty good race together he did it just like Byron's car, that dude had to be cheating. <laughs> I just want to say that he was he was cheating. Like that car was unbelievable. I don't I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like it's like we're gonna take all of the Jimmy Johnson energy and we're just gonna put it back to the twenty four now, so that Jeff Gordon can have his rerun. Like right. you know, yeah. And then like eventually like like Terry Labonte won too. So like if if NASCAR worked where it was all based off history and like they just tried to paint it like it wasn't, then that means Perfect. Kyle Larson should win the championship next year. Because okay, Terry so Labonte. It's just the same cycle. Just we're going to go in circles. Mm-hmm. Like the next thing you know, like there's going to be like a Lucky Charms car. It's going to be Kyle Larson, Lucky Charms, serial. He's going to win championship. Guaranteed. Um, <laughs> so we'll work on that for you, Kyle. Hopefully we can get Kyle on the show soon. I'd like to talk to him. We'll wow. see what he's thinking. He's got, we got dirt race coming up, man. I'm, I'm pumped for that. Bristol dirt race. It's on the way. Um, this is the point in the show where I'm like, have we talked about every driver or are we just missing some of the most important ones? Because I feel I like think, both, both have, have occurred. Uh, they, I've, yeah, there was definitely some things. Ricky Stenhouse finished 13th, but Man. that was that was kind of like whatever. Oh, Austin cool. Dillon was a heavy play. He finished 12th. Yes. Yeah, he he was a good performer. Um, he was on, I put him as not one of my main pivots off of uh, – I said, if you're not going to play Redick, or you're not going to play William Byron, Austin Dillon would be a guy that you can look at. But turns out all you needed was Reddick and Byron. So that was it. Ryan Priest doesn't get his third consecutive top 10. Sorry. Um, he just got a Tide sponsorship, kind of, too. Shout out to Tide. Shout out to Ricky Rudd, a.k.a. Ricky Stud. Ricky Stud. Shout out to him. Yeah, this is the first one I bought when I first got back on the scene, bro. Ricky that's Stud. The, that's the original OG. It's the, it's OG. the drip, bro. Dude, dude, Ricky Rudd was a dog, bro. Um, who our guy Anthony, who finished bad enough to where we're going to be right back where we are playing him again. Matt Demetta, where did he finish? Matty D, he was oh, running dude. top twelve. I was not high on Matt. I think I said that on the show too. You I are. was not feeling the Matty D, bro. This his <laughs> energy. I just feel like he's like until I see something different. I just have this always have this feeling that he's just got like this low key depression. Like and stop making stuff up. I know. I don't know. He's fine. He just, I mean, a lap down. I know he, he had, he, he had something go wrong. I mean, just like, um, there was a Ryan few, Blaney. People just started one. plummeting, dude. People just started plummeting in the last, like, you know how it is in DFS. You have these three. I guys. want Matt to do so good, man. I like Matthew. I like Matt DiMenedetto a lot. I really do. Yeah, like I want to see him. He's going to be starting the back again because he finished so far back. And then the way the, the racing order set right now is, 
So, I mean, if we really want to take a look at that, I mean, just taking all this data in from this race um, and kind of looking at like maybe making some predictions on starting prediction for next week. Um, you know, Ryan Blaney is going to be in the back. Uh, De Benedetto will be in the back. Amarola will be in the back. And I think this might be a good, uh, I think this might be a really good race for Amarola to maybe have a little bit of a bounce back. I kind of digging that. I'm digging that a little bit. Um, Eric Jones, man, I'm going to be real with you, dude. I am not impressed with what I'm seeing out of him yeah. in that 43. Yeah, dude. I never really was a big Eric Jones. I don't think we were big Eric Jones fans, but no. if, we are, if we're believers that it was more to do with the equipment than more to do with Bubba, which I think the jury's still out. I think we're going to know that answer in about eight weeks. We're going to know how much is Bubba. Um, but I don't I think, think Eric Jones would have finished off the lead lap in a Joe Gibbs racing car. Yeah, I do. Ooh. I do think driver wait, decline. What, what was the question? I was saying, do you do you really think Eric Jones would have finished this race today off of the lead lap if he was in a Joe Gibbs racing car? I do think Eric Jones would have finished on the lead lap. On the lead lap. Okay, yeah. So this yeah. is definitely an equipment thing. So I think oh, that yeah. the proof is there. No, hundred percent equipment thing. I just I don't think we know enough. So we know that the forty three equipment blows. Agree. Right. Agree. And that sucks. That's Richard Petty. But like, it's like, step the game up, man. Like, you're like the king of NASCAR. Like, I step agree. the game up, bro. I agree. I just, I, it sucks for Eric Jones, the timing. You lose your good ride. You go to a, a bad ride, and he's going to probably have a lot of terrible finishes. Maybe I'll eat my words. He's probably going to be a potential value option for us, though. So, will DraftKings drop his price enough to where we can play him? I think it's up to that. We don't want to play yeah. him, but we might have to. I'm just not in on it. I think somebody that fucked a lot of people over today was Joey Logano. Um, yeah. They finished 25th. I think he definitely, I think maybe was it just the car was too tight or something? I, I can't remember exactly what oh, was going man. on there. Don't get me started. He, um, he was like a, a 5% play for me until the Hamlin news. And then I bumped his percentage up because you thought he could be the early lap leader. You know, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not a bad thought to have Joey on the front row. No, it's but like it, normal, but it was awful. Like it fell apart quickly. I still thought Bell was going to be able to just like get up to him, like boom, bump draft and just take it. But it did not happen like that at all. He just said, I got to get out of here, guys. He just, he just went backwards. Bets, bro. Yeah, dude. That's, I think that's the difference, man. Because like literally think back to the 500. We did dartboard bets along with some obvious real bets. And the dartboard bets, I think I like I had like Brad K was like my number one pick and he all and like he wrecked Logano at the end. But like dude, if that would have went smoothly, he'd have took the win. Yeah. And that was a dartboard bet, bro. And dartboard like bets will be back. You had Chase Elliott. He was right there, dude. Like there was there were some people saying he actually won the five hundred, Bill's boy. Bill's yeah, he was boy. right there. Okay. We just nobody I love that you incorporated the dartboard bets into the promo, into like the first, the clip of the. Um, oh, yeah. Our intro. Don't we have the most, dude? I'm going to say this, and this is where I'm going to flex cock for a minute. We have the most badass intro to a podcast or a video here on YouTube out of anybody else in the fantasy NASCAR industry, maybe even NASCAR industry alone. Easy. I'm sorry. Not even close. I'll put it back in my pants now. <laughs> like. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love these, dude. Pink Floyd's style sounds. It's not Pink Floyd. It's the style of Pink Floyd. Of course. Uh, copyright. Yeah. yeah avoid copyright infringement. We're not ones to do that. Mm-mm, no, we make sure that we don't do that at all. 
shout out to DMCA for taking kicking people off Twitter. Um, but yeah, I love it. I love it to death. And yeah, I had to get you saying the Bills boy from Dartboard Bets. I'm ready to bring him back. Talladega, they will be back because it's Dartboard race. Some people might disagree, but Dartboard bets. Uh, the uh the strategy. It lives on. That's beautiful. I mean, I was sitting in Talladega, knee to knee with you and Dale, up five grand with three laps left. If you doubt the strategy, then you don't belong. Tone the boys. <laughs> I'll never not call like if I'm gonna call Talladega Dega, I'm gonna call Daytona Tona. You know what I mean? Yeah. More people need to call it Tona. Apostrophe T O N A. I feel I like I started that. Did I start that? Did you start Tona? I feel like I was saying Tona forever, but maybe it wasn't noticed. I think that I think we both were saying Tona. Like we both started saying it. We probably said it on a preview video. We yeah. Well, I remember when I went to Daytona last year, I was like on my Instagram live, and like the first video of me is getting out of the car, and like Caitlin's like walking in front of me, and I'm there, and I flip it back, and I'm just like Tona, <laughs> Tona, like just hit it. You get credits for that then. Okay, yeah, Tona. All right, Tona time. Uh, yeah, but Homestead, dude, great race. Great racing. As from a NASCAR fan's perspective, it was amazing. If you're still listening to this, by the way, thanks. Thanks for being here. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, the only complaint I'll have is I'll say this as my, as my closing thing. Race was great. Would have liked to have seen um, some drama. In the, like, we needed one more caution. We need the caution bad. Even if, it, even if it wasn't like a dramatic caution. Even if it was like somebody just had to go hit the pits and caused a caution and no wreck that at least would have brought the field together. We might've seen Reddick versus Byron, the win. So yeah, that's my only complaint. It would have been great, but you know, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. William Byron is definitely somebody that we've got to take a little more seriously at this point, I would say. So, you know, just seeing what he was able to accomplish today. It was pretty huge. I feel like we've taken him seriously, Chase. Give us some credit. I mean, I feel like I've taken him seriously. Um, maybe not me. Maybe not oh, me. Okay. So you didn't like a, him this week. You didn't like a, him. Yeah, I didn't like him this week. It's a personal thing. You know, I don't I haven't liked him really like there hasn't been a lot of places that I've really liked him, but I've got to start giving him more credit, man. He's 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 definitely there. And whatever they're doing is working. And we'll see more of that to come. Uh, you know, as time goes on. Don't think he's gonna be that great of DFS play next week, but you know, who knows? If he's got that kind of speed again, he's got that same car. It's definitely something you got to consider. But I know Shushman was happy. He just silently got up, walked back, and put on his uh, <sighs> Jeff Gordon shirt. So Shushman's happy. That's all that matters. Yeah, Shushman. I got to see the start order. order. I'm, not, I'm not even going to like assess this next race until I see the starting grid. No. If you want to know what we have to say about the next race, this is not the show. Okay. We're just guys yep. just yeah, relaxing. What, three, days? three days. It's coming. Don't worry, guys. Las Vegas preview show, Garage Guys NASCAR DFS preview show will be out towards the end of the week, and we'll be right back doing what we're doing now. I'm going to be back doing some pressers this week. I'll be getting the inside scoops as your official NASCAR reporter here at Garage Guys. And uh, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. We're going to stir it up. And uh, you know what? We, we've had three races in now, Drew Boy. Okay, we've had it. We we've seen the bags. They've been really close to us, and then they were slowly dragged away. Right. So I'm just going to set some bag traps. I'm going to set some bag traps this week, Trap, and we're going to catch baby. them. We're going to catch them. Right. We're going out. We're going to shoot them. 
like they do down swamp people, right? Trap We're going to trap them. We're going to trap bags. That's the next thing. I'm getting Gucci Mane trap bag shirts made this week. This has been a rainbow. It has, and I've loved every minute of it. This is our first one. Back from the dead. Recap shows. Recap shows is our best. That's it. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to take us out now. Again, dripdrop.com, promo code garageguys20, garageguysfancysports.com. Go buy premium. May have to do, may have to do like a little, we're going to do like this little thing where we're going to put like a discount code, like randomly one day in our discord. And if you're not there, you're not going to get a discount. Do it. Join discord. So we'll do it. All right. We're out. We, we went to Miami, Venebos, whatever that word is in Cuban. And, uh, and that's that. All right. Sports profit repeat. It's the garage guys. 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 It's the garage guys.